You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis, America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience, passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis, Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chicken Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Hey everyone, welcome back to this episode. You know, I am so excited when I can bring on one of my coaching students onto the show because this is what it's all about. It's all about, you know, providing influence for people, being able to share stories. And I'm always excited to bring on loan officers. So if you're listening to this for the first time, I want to welcome you to the show. Welcome to our community. And if you've been listening for a long time, as always, I want to say thank you so much for continuing to listen and continuing to to pay this forward by sharing with your real estate agents, your referral partners, and other loan officers in your um, community. And um, remind you that if you too would like to be on this show, to reach out to me and let's have a conversation to see what your story is about. And then we'll talk about getting you on the show so that you too can increase your influence in the marketplace. So that said, it is my honor and delight to bring on Deanne Harper. Welcome, Deanne. I'll just say welcome first. <laughs> Hi, Jen. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So uh, Deanne's been with me for a couple of years, uh, but let me tell you a little bit about her. She is the principal of Intrust Mortgage, which you're going to find out a lot about why is it trustworthy? Why is that part of it? Um, and she's also known as the mortgage architect. Uh, her passion is helping others, and she is an expert in providing alternative solutions for mortgage financing, which we're going to find out a lot more about today. She provides innovative solutions for clients who are in need of situational lending, and this is this allows her to provide customized, agile solutions that other lenders cannot provide. So basically what you're doing is you're customizing as the mortgage architect, you're designing and customizing yes. the mortgage for, for your clients. I absolutely love that. Deanne boasts a 17 year tenure in the mortgage industry, all the way from MLO to account executive, lending services manager. And of course, now she owns her own mortgage brokerage firm. So with that said, oh, and she's also been a guest on Real Estate Talk um, airing in Dallas, Texas. And um, it's just exciting to have you on here. Oh, and one more thing, and this is something we've been talking about for quite some time is finally, Deanne, she is going to be releasing her new book, Houston, we have a problem finding financing when the bank says no. And that's scheduled to come out in the second quarter of 2023. So, wow. Welcome to the show, Deanne. What an exciting time for us to be talking today. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. So tell There's us a lot going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell us, tell us a little bit about, let's just talk about this, how we met. I want to talk about that because you you always have such a cute little <laughs> story about this. Um, and I do. I just want to talk about how we met first. And then and then from there, I want to talk about uh, your history in the mortgage industry. Okay. 
Well, this story is usually the one that makes me cry. So I'm going to oh. try not to cry. Okay. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jen, I met you at a conference. You were speaking at a conference, a national conference in Las Vegas. And everything you said just resonated with me. And so I think, didn't I track you? I like literally tracked you down. Yeah, you did. Afterwards. Yeah, I think and you I waited said, for like an hour. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I did. I was like, I'm not letting this lady go. Um, because we just, everything you said was a picture of me. And um, I related immediately and I said, okay, here's somebody who has been there, done that. We have a lot in common. And I, I was in another coaching program at the time and I really wasn't getting the traction that I wanted. So when I heard you speak, I went, aha, like light bulbs were going off everywhere. And I said, I just have to talk to you. And of course we talked, uh, you asked some very, um, I'm going to call it soul searching questions. And uh, from then on, it's just been, it's been an amazing experience since we met uh, going through the coaching program, um, everything I've learned. Um, new ideas that we bounce off of each other, meeting the other students in the uh, in the program. It has just been absolutely amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for that. You know, what I think is most amazing is watching you grow. Right? I mean, that's where I get get all of my joy. But I know that, um, you know, and, and as we're talking now, you know, this is this is a difficult time in the industry, right? Where everybody's struggling. It it's hard to keep the optimism up, you know, and, and that's one thing that I really focus on with my students is like, come on, here's new ideas. Here's new things to get out there. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about where you were beforehand, um, because, and this is not about coaching, this is just about where you were beforehand and what some of the struggles that you you had, because so many people are struggling right now. Um, you had just moved yeah. out of, you know, you were a loan officer at one point, and then you, you know, had just moved out of being an account executive for a wholesaler. And now you're starting your own company mm -hmm. and going, now what? Uh-oh, what do I do now, right? So walk us down that story because well, some people have done yeah. that in COVID, right? They say, well, I'm going to open up my own shop and now, yeah. uh-oh, <laughs> right? Well, I will tell you, it's definitely a journey. And one of the main reasons why I decided to go out on my own is, um, number one, I like efficiency, and when you work for a really big bank, I'm not saying big banks are bad. I'm just yeah. saying, but when you work for a really big bank, the wheels turn very slowly and I like to move faster. That's just my nature. That's what I like. Mm. So I needed more efficiency. And then also I hated telling good borrowers that I know are good borrowers. I hated telling them no, because their situation didn't fit into that box. Yeah that lending box that that bank offered that I was working for. And so I said, you know, it's going to be a lot of work. I don't mind doing it because I've done everything in the mortgage business, I think, except for underwrite. I have never been an underwriter, nor do I want to be an underwriter, <laughs> but I've done everything else. So I thought, you know, I have, I think, I think God was preparing me to do this on my own. So I started my own mortgage company in the whole first year. I, I, I made myself commit to a year of, I, learned all of my investor systems. I learned their guidelines. I processed my own loans for the first, I said a year, but I, I actually caved it at like nine or 10 months. Cause I couldn't grow if I, if I did it. Right. So I finally, um, yeah, I finally reached out and got a processor 
Um, and, you know, it's baby steps. You know, people out there, you do need support to grow, but you need the right support. And um, that's what was probably the most challenging thing in the beginning. And once you get what I call the right people on the bus who can support you and your efforts, yeah. everything else just kind of falls into place. So, yeah. and I will tell people right now, especially coming out post COVID and kind of where we are in the market right now, um, you need that support team so that you can go out and develop those relationships because we all know refis are gone right now. They're gone um, as of today, unless you're doing some home equity, you know, loans, you're not refining anybody unless it's a divorce or some sort of situation like that. But um, so, yeah, you have to have the time to go out and develop those relationships with your referral partners, whether it's realtors, financial planners, divorce attorneys, builders, it doesn't matter. Um, and, and that's what I've really been focusing on since you and I started working together, Jen, is developing those relationships and not trying to develop a hundred superficial relationships, but to develop you know, 10 to 20 really good, deep relationships with my referral partners. Yeah. And I think that speaks volumes to you as well. You know, especially if we're, you know, for those that are listening here, if they were starting, they started their own mortgage company, you know, on the backside of COVID saying, well, oh, this is good. I can really do this myself. And then they had this issue, you know, with interest rates and inflation coming up, you know, uh, then right, right. the relationships were kind of either soured or had dissipated, you know, I call it orphaned, right? You've been orphaned by your last lender because they went out of the business and, you know, or you orphaned other people right, right. because you went out and, and, you know, did refinances, you know, you felt like that was, you know, number one priority. We felt that it was number one priority. And, and the fact that, sure. so it's not, it's kind of like, you know, yes, you have 17 years in the business and you have all this experience, but you really started from scratch. You are starting from scratch again. I did. Relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And tell us a little I, bit about yeah, that. Why, I absolutely did. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, um, the experience that you had, you know, and, and again, this is, this is about you. It's not about coaching. It's just because we work together. Right. But, but about that experience, mm -hmm. because you, you know, you were, I remember when you came in, you were kind of talking to everybody about everything and trying to become everything to everybody. Isn't that so common in our industry that everybody wants to talk to everybody? Tell us about yeah. the the journey that you took into identifying and figuring out what is it that you really do and how do you feel about going out and creating relationships now as a result of that? Well, it was... I would say it's eye-opening. Um, you know, we started with looking at what are my core values? What are my core values? What's my company's core values? How do those mesh? Um, how do I get the rest of my team on that same page with those core values? And then once you kind of have that, then you kind of go in and go, okay, who am I and what do I want to be to the public? whether it's my borrowers, my referral partners, whomever. And I decided that that's kind of when I decided, you know, I am that lender who can figure out how to make the loan work. I'm not the lender that if you don't fit in my box, I just say, bye, see you, we're done. I really, and I enjoy that challenge. I know people think I'm crazy. They think I'm absolutely <laughs> nuts because I like that challenge, right. but I do. It's, um, I tell people all the time, you know, I can't work miracles, but I can work magic. 
And so that's when I decided I am the mortgage architect. Yeah, I I love that. And I love that quote too. You know, I can't work miracles, but I can work magic. (laughs) I love that. Mm -hmm. And you know, so often that we We can, we can work, we can definitely work some magic over here. Right. And and it's funny because we have saved... Yeah. Sorry. We, we get those phone calls from, you know, from people saying, you know, Susie Q said that you can work miracles. And I love that you're saying, well, I I can't Mm -hmm. work miracles, but I can work magic. So, um, so tell us what that means. Uh, you know, when you say that I can work magic, does Mm -hmm. that mean that, you know, the loan still gets done or it doesn't get done, or we get them to a point where they can, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and they can see the opportunity for them. What does that really mean? Well, it it means several things, Um, and it's very, very specific to the borrower and their situation. That's why we like to use the term situational lending. Um, You know, whatever situation the borrower's in, we try to work with what we have and see if we can figure out a way to make it happen, whether it's, you know, utilizing an outside-the-box program Um, maybe it's, you know, finding a way to get them down payment assistance or gift funds. Maybe it's adding a co-borrower because they need some more income. Maybe it's, I don't know, we go out and we exhaust all options before we will literally tell somebody we can't do anything right now. Yeah, And we do. And that's one of the things that I enjoy about having my own company and being a broker is I have hundreds of investors with hundreds of programs that 99% of the time I can find a program that fits your situation. We might just need a little more time to come up with more money down, or we might need a little more time to get you that extra five or 10 points on your credit score, but we get you there and we give you a plan on how to get there. So we truly work from a point of how do we get from point A to B? Because there is a point where there's a road there between A and B. We just have to figure out what are those steps along the way to get there. Yeah. And I think when you had that clarity, it allowed you to go out and say, okay, now I'm going out with purpose. Now I know what I'm speaking about. You know, so often loan officers and realtors, you know, are everything to everybody as we've, (laughs) yeah, as we've said, right. Yeah, They're everything to everybody. They throw up on everybody. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and then we were so afraid of niches because we think, you know, I'm going to lose out. But the fact that matters, you're already losing out on so many things because no one knows what to send to you or how to refer to you. So, I know your specialty. Let's talk about your specialty. You've talked about situational lending, and I know you do all kinds of loans, but there's one type of arena that you really work strongly in. So let's talk about that arena and a little bit about what you see in today's market for this arena, as well as what you see in the future for that. And I'll let you tell everyone what that is. Sure. Well, I would say probably my specialty, if I had to pick one borrower to work with, it would be the self-employed borrowers. Um, Which everyone knows that most. Of them, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's statistics and I don't remember exactly what the number is, but from the time COVID hit until the beginning of 2022, when we could kind of say it's over, um, I believe that self-employed businesses rose. I mean, it was a ridiculous amount. I mean, mm-hmm. they, 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 you know, quadrupled or something. Um, Lots of people are out there starting their own business because they don't want to be pigeonholed into being captive to their employer. Yeah. Are we laid off? Am I not laid off? Are we working? Am I getting a paycheck? 
So a lot of people have become self-employed. And so I kind of have a near and dear spot in my heart for the self-employed people because I get it. Um, but as we all know, the IRS allows us to write so many things off on our taxes. So there's a lot of self-employed people out there who are making good money. They're cash flowing, but they write off as much as they can because nobody wants to pay the IRS more than they need to. Right. Well, in that case, we can't get them qualified the traditional way. So we go, we look at their bank statements, we look at their P&Ls, we look at their 1099s, depending on what type of uh, self-employed borrower they are, and we can find them a way to get them into their new home uh, where other people say no. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for those that are listening that that don't know the terminology that Deanne is talking about, um, maybe you're new, right? Maybe you've always been in a bank. Maybe there's, you know, that situation. What you're specifically talking about is non-qualifying mortgages, non-QM mortgages, where people yes. have, you know, a day out of bankruptcy and still can get a loan or are self-employed and still can get a loan or multiple yeah. investors and can get loans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so over the last, you know, several years that you've been um, self-employed, uh, you know, going out and creating new relationships, identifying your niche, you know, all of these pieces and COVID <laughs> and COVID and all the right. way to where, yeah. And Don't all, forget that. Yeah. All the way to where we're here now, what has been your biggest challenge? If you can look back on all of that time and say, what is the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome that you feel you're, you're, I got it. I now got it now. Um, I think the biggest challenge, and this is specific to COVID pre pre COVID, you know, people work from the office. You could pop by, you could go say hello. You could see them now even though we've come out of the pandemic, people aren't back in the office. I mean, I can't tell you how many realtors offices I stopped by and the door's locked. Nobody's yeah. working from the office. Yeah. So I'm a very face-to-face -face kind of person. I really like to meet people face-to-face -face. and I know we're face-to-face -face now technically, but I prefer it in person. I really do. That's where I thrive, I think. And so I think that's been the hardest hurdle for me is to kind of get used to working with technology to do a face-to-face -face via uh -huh. Zoom or something or Teams or something like that. Um, and, and I think it's kind of come around where other people are getting used to it as well. So I think that's the hardest part for me is I really like to be, I, I, I like to be in front of somebody and um, it's made it a little more difficult for me. Yeah. Yeah. And you've, and I think you've come out of that now you've done some webinars, right? You've done some of those things. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it, it's so funny because so many people, you know, as I'm traveling and speaking, people are saying, yeah, oh well, yeah, I'm still not doing any webinars, you know, cause we're still in, they're not even saying they're in COVID, but they're just not doing anything to educate any of their, their audience, right. Their audience of whatever, whoever right. that may be. And um, and I'm saying, but gosh, you know, this is not going to go away. This is like the old days mm -hmm. when, when I can't remember her name, she, you know, on Good Morning America or whatever. And she said, explain to us what the World Wide Web is, right? This is not going away. Right. Um, this is going to be part of our world. No. We're going to be hybriding it forever. You know, this will be the way that it mm -hmm. is. And I think it's important that people understand, you know, we have to jump on that bandwagon and you've done that. And I think, you know, kudos to you because oh. that's helped you. Yeah, I will say that's where I've turned a negative into a positive. I've embraced it, or at least I've tried to. <laughs> I mm -hmm. think I've embraced it. And I am an educator at heart. Um, I used to teach. I was a college professor 
for a brief time in my lifetime. And uh, I really do enjoy teaching. I tell people all the time, I don't sell you anything. I don't sell you. I educate you and I allow you to make an educated decision. So um, by embracing the technology, I, you know, you're right. Um, I teach CE classes to realtors right now. Um, we do it in person and via Zoom. Um, I am teaching um, an intro to income class coming up here in uh, the next few weeks. So yeah, you have to embrace it. Um, I believe it was uh, Desmond Mason who said evolve or dissolve. So yeah. you have to evolve or dissolve. Yeah. I love that. And and it's true. I mean, you you have to. That's that's it. And I think, you know, right now, um, and you know, I do a lot of comparison kind of things, and so does everybody on this podcast, but you know, it's going from being invisible to being invincible right now. And so we have to get out behind these screens and you know, it's going from 2D to 3D. Right? We're mm -hmm. we're in a 2D world. We need to get to back to the 3D world. And I think that that's you know, really, really powerful. Yeah. Really powerful um, right now. So, so Deanne, what do you, what do you think is ha going to happen in the market coming up in 2023? You know, everybody's getting excited. Of course, I, you know, at the end of every year, everybody's like, ah, next year is going to be the best. And then things happen. Right. So, so what are you doing to get prepared? <laughs> what are you doing to get prepared? And what are some oh. of your, um, you know, your counsel and opinion and your perspective on what you see is going to happen in next year's market? You know, as people are listening in, they're wanting to have some actionable items. They're wanting to learn from someone who's, you know, killing it and making sure. it, you know, doing really well. Give us some insight into your thoughts. Um, I would say balance. If you are out there in the market, you've got to balance your business. Um, like you said, all of those loan officers who jumped on the refi bandwagon, which I'm not saying you shouldn't have. I mean, there was a lot yeah. of refis to be had these past couple of years, a lot. And we did a, we did quite a few of them ourselves, but you can't trade that and completely ignore your purchase side and your relationships because what goes up must come down, uh -huh. right? And if you put all your eggs in one basket, that's why those loan officers are no longer employed right now because yeah. they put all their eggs in the refi basket. So I would say balance. You have to balance your relationships. I would say, um, you know, keep that contact with your previous clients. Make sure that you're touching base with them, especially the ones that you're closing their loans right now, because what goes up must come down. Rates are going to go up. But guess what? They're going to come down. That's going to be a refi opportunity, you know, coming up in the next, you know, year or two years or three years or whenever it may be. Um, as far as rates, you know, statistically, if you look at a graph of the 30-year conventional mortgage, we are still statistically on the lower side of where rates have been um, since they started charting it. So I know it feels like we're high, but we're really not. I always tell people my very first mortgage that I got was in 1994. I had a 740 credit score, so I had decent credit. And my rate was 8.875. And I loved it because you know what? I was a homeowner. Right. I was no longer throwing away my money on rents. So yeah. I was okay with 8.875. Um, I think we've been a little spoiled with the historical historic low rates that we had the past couple of years. And now things are kind of coming back to the norm. Um, so if people are new to the business, this doesn't feel like norm. 
But if you've been in the business for any period of time, you understand that this is not abnormal. Um, based off the information I'm hearing, and I know you follow Barry Habib and MBS Highway, Jen, and I've listened to Barry uh, quite a bit myself, um, you know, and he's one of the people I do trust. I don't trust everybody that's out there spewing, you know, information, but I do trust Barry. And he does um, indicate that probably end of second quarter, so mid-year of 2023, we're going to see some easing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, I agree with you. Um, and I don't, I think it's going to be sooner than later, but, um, you know, I think the key thing that people want, you know, and again, this is called mortgage lending mastery for a reason is to become a master and become an expert in this is that, um, one of the things I'm doing right now is I'm, I'm actually speaking at a, at a mortgage company, uh, for their, their sales rally, um, I don't know if we call it a sales rally or not, but they're calling it a sales rally, right? But at their sale, their annual sales meeting uh, next week. And one of the things I'm talking about is not, uh, again, another comparison is don't hibernate, hyper, hyper focus. Don't hibernate this winter. Don't collapse into the winter. And, you know, it's always slower in winter, even if you're yeah. in those areas that are fortunate, it we is. don't have a lot of snow. Um, it's just slower during the holidays, etc. And we have a tendency to hibernate. And then we kind of spring into action, you know, we're like little jack in the boxes, we spring into action, um, you know, later on, and I'm saying right now, don't hibernate, this is the time to hyper focus so that you can be prepared for yeah. when, when, when the, when happens, right. Be there for when the, when happens and whether it's a refi boom, whether it's mm -hmm. rates going down and your, your agents finally come out mm -hmm. and they're doing everything too. So if that were an intent for you specifically, what would you do to hyper focus mm -hmm. and not hibernate this season? Well, during that downtime, because you're right, things do slow down and people are taking off for the holidays, but we have technology. Once again, embrace technology. People have cell phones. They don't need an office phone. Take that time when everybody else is taking off mm -hmm. to make that extra touch to your referral partners. Take that time to send that letter, that uh, note card, that thank you card, that, hey, I was just reaching out to you. Take that time to touch your database. Yeah. Just say, Hey, I was just thinking about you. How's it been going? Yeah. Because things are slow. So definitely don't let your referral partners, don't let your database go cold because like you said, like you're hibernating, um, to work on your business plan, have that 2023 business plan ready. Now don't have it. Don't start it on January 1st. It's too late. Have your marketing ideas, have your events, start planning your events, um, get out there because you've got to see the people. Like you say, Jen, see the people tell the story, see the people tell the story. Right. And so don't waste the opportunity when other people are taking time off. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying you shouldn't take any time off, be with your family, but don't waste the opportunity. Keep those fires hot. Keep stoking those coals so that the flames don't go out. And like I said, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Make sure that you're nurturing your entire database. Right. Borrowers realtors, builders, financial planners, whomever can send you business. Yeah. 
I think that's great. I think that's beautiful. And and it is a time to clean house. It's sort of like spring cleaning in the winter, right? It's time to figure yeah. out who you want to work with next year. What do you want to accomplish next year? What do yeah. you want to stop doing? What do you want to start doing? What should you improve doing? Right. We've talked about that, that as well. We've talked about that. Yeah. We call yeah. it the kiss model. What are we going to keep doing? What are we going to improve upon? What are we going to stop doing? Yeah. We, we review that monthly and it's a good time to kind of reflect on your past year and say, okay, what worked, what didn't work? Yeah. What do, yeah. What do we think we, you know, start doing some research for new ideas if something didn't work last year. Um, but yeah, just don't let the grass grow under your feet. I had, um, and I think this is a Mark Twain quote, but I had a college professor who always said, um, there's no such thing as luck. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. So if you're not prepared and those opportunities arise, well, guess what? Somebody else is going to be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, you know, I said that so much during COVID, you know, is that everybody was making all kinds of money, but imagine how much was left on the table because you weren't prepared and don't let that happen again. Mm -hmm. Don't let history repeat itself. So Deanne, give us some yeah. secret sauce. Give us some secret sauce. If someone's listening and they're like, wow, she's really killing it. She's doing great. She's doing all these things. She got her act together. You know, maybe I'm, there's a big gap and I've got a lot of work to do. Maybe there's a small gap and I need a tweak. But what's some secret sauce that Deanne does that maybe they could take and put into action to see a, a remarkable difference or move the needle on their business? What's something you do that, for you, it's seemingly the silliest thing. It's an easy gift. I've done it forever, but someone else says, wow, what a wow. great new cool idea, phrase, quote, follow-up, something. Well, my favorite quote is the fortune is in the follow-up. I have a little picture of a fortune cookie and the tag coming out of the fortune cookie says follow-up on it. Yeah. And... <laughs> I look at it every day and that reminds me consistency and follow up, follow up, follow up. I, a lot of times, and I know I get, I kind of get into my own head and I know a lot of people do too. Um, and we're like, oh, I just called that person last week. Well, I had to leave a voicemail or I just called and didn't leave a voicemail. You're not bothering them in your mind. You're like, oh my God, I called them four times. No, they don't, they don't remember that you've called them four times. They're not keeping track. They're not counting follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up. Um, I, I'm a big proponent of more communication is better than less. And nobody likes radio silence. And um, I had to go back. I think, Jen, when you and I first started working together, one of my goals was to go back and rekindle some <laughs> yes, relationships that I let go stale. Yeah. Yeah. I let some, I, I because I had kind of gotten worked myself into um, a place where I needed help to get, so I could follow up on those relationships, but yeah, the fortune is in the follow-up. Yeah. I think that consistency. I, yeah. I think that's wonderful. And, you know, and that's something that people don't do. You know, we talk about this all the time is, you know, that, that we got to lead, we close some business. We got to lead, we close some business and becomes linear as opposed to what I share with all my students, right? That being a, mm -hmm. um, an infinity sign, you know, we want everyone to come back in. We want people, it's, it's a constant flow. It's just a constant flow. It's not a broken down conveyor belt. It's a flow. And I think that that is super powerful. And I hope that people are hearing this and heeding this. And this is why, this is how you can hyper-focus 
during this time rather than hibernating. Right. You know, you can do the hyper focus by reaching out and saying, hi, it's me. And I bet you didn't expect to hear from me, did you today? Ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and that's my fault. And kind of take that yeah. in and say, it's my fault. And I'm going to change that. And we're going to move from here, you know, from there. What is one thing you're doing people like right? that? Pardon? I said, if people like that, they like it when you pop in and go, hey, you know what? I was just thinking about you. I haven't talked to you in so long. Yeah. What's been going on? Yeah, they do. They, they actually, they, they enjoy that. We get that in our head that that's not the case. Right. So I, yeah, right. I love, we do. I love that. Um, okay. So what is the one thing you've done this year that has moved your business forward? You gave us ad- advice on what everybody could do and should do. What is the thing that you've done this year that's moved your business forward? Um, I would say it's been a couple of things and one kind of leads into the other. So um, Jen, you got me out doing more events. We've scheduled events and they, they're very focused events. We're not just, you know, gunshot blasting to see what works, very focused events. Um, And that has allowed me to meet some very, I mean, I would say some very good referral partners. Um, All of them are not going to be, but you know, quite a few. And then once I've met them, I am instilling, um, not instilling, I'm implementing the partnership impression program where I have a very regimented, once again, here goes consistency, right? I have a very regimented schedule of what I do, when I call them, what I say, how I say it. And um, I would say being consistent with that partnership impression program has, um, has reaped a lot of new, really good relationships. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, It's just so great to have this conversation with you because, you know, a lot of times when we're talking, it's just coaching, right? (laughs) Or mentorship or or masterminding, right? Uh, But it's just great to have this conversation and kind of, you know, get into your head a little bit more. So as we end our time here together, well, I want to ask you another question. Tell us a little bit about what your your book is going to be about. Um, And again, I just want to remind everybody, it's Houston, we have a problem because it's a Texas thing, right? Houston, we have a problem finding finding finance (laughs) when the bank says no. Uh, What what are you planning Mm -hmm. to put in the book? What are some of the things we can expect to see in the book? Right. Well, it's all based on the whole premise of situational lending and how, um, and I'll use this as an example. And this is one of my examples in a book. I had this sweet little girl, didn't have the best credit, but didn't have horrible credit. Um, she had been to three banks and they all turned her down. So a friend of hers asked her to come to me. And she's like, why would I want to go do this again? I've already put myself through this three times and they've all said no. So why bother? And I asked her, I said, well, let me ask you first, who did you go talk to? And I knew they were all local banks. And I said, okay. I said, what was the reason that they said no? And she said, well, my credit score. I said, well, do you know what it is? Um, And she said a 620. And I go, well, we can do that all day long. And she goes, what? She goes, why did they tell me no? I said, because you didn't fit in their box. There are other boxes. You just chose three of the wrong boxes to go talk to and you didn't know any difference. So it's not your fault. I said, yes, we have a place for you and we can get your loan done. And we did. So it's going to be some, I'm going to give little anecdotes of how we've helped people who have been told no once or 101 times um, by banks or other lenders and how we got around that and why 
we are different and how you have to ask the right questions and people don't know what to ask. So it's going to be asking questions like, why did you tell me no? Do you have this available? If you don't have this available, do you, you know, do you know someone who does have this program available? So it's just trying to educate people on what's out there and why some banks say yes and why some banks say no. Yeah, it's kind of like being their invisible counselor, right? And providing them the checklist and the tools. Right. So it'd be like a handbook for, for homeowners, you know, to say, these are the questions you ask, tell the stories so that they can they can realize that they're not alone in this, in this situation that they're in and um, that there are opportunities out right. there and to just keep on going, you know, just keep on swimming, right? As I always use right. Nemo, right? Um, yeah, I think, I think <laughs> that's, that's right. great. Well, we're so excited. I'm so excited for this book to come out. I know, you know, it's been, been in the works for a little bit, but you know, this is why we put you on the podcast because it now it's going to have to happen. Right. And sometimes everybody needs that little nudge. It has to. Yes. No. Yeah. I would say we're about halfway through, so we should be finished. I would say my goal over Christmas is to, uh, to get the rest of it done so that we can start working on the cover design and, uh, get it over to the publisher. Yeah. I'm so excited. So excited for that. Okay. Deanne, leave us with something great. What would you like to, well, it doesn't have to be great, but what would you like to leave us with today as we close <laughs> out our time together? Um, if you're new in the business, you know, find you a good mentor in the business, whether it's at your company, but also get a coach, get a coach now, get a coach often and get a coach early. Um, don't wait till you've been in the business for 17 years to reach out to somebody like Jen, who has a wealth of information at her fingertips. Um, don't, you don't have to do it by yourself. And number two, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. The wheel's already been created. You just need to learn how that wheel rolls. So get a mentor, get a coach and, um, really study, you know, really study the why people connect. And I think once you study why the people connect, then everything becomes easier. You can learn the business. Anybody can learn the business. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. I love that advice for everybody, especially this time of year. So listen, um, yeah, if you're saying, hey, maybe I should have a coach, maybe I should have a mentor. What a great time at Christmas to say, hey, what I want for Christmas is a coach right? <laughs> or what I want is a mentor. Um, right. Because Yeah. I mean, this is what you want your family to do. If you're in that situation, you're saying, hey, you know, volumes yeah. down, things aren't happening. Right. So everybody, here's what I want. I want I want you yeah. to contribute, uh, do crowdfunding for your coaching so that you can, uh, you know, make sure that you stay in this beautiful business. I mean, that's what's so wonderful about this business. There's nothing else you can do that you could ever make the money well, that we have the opportunity to make. Go ahead. Yeah, we can, we have the opportunity to make professional athlete income. If you put your mind to it, you can make professional athlete income without all the bumps and bruises. Yeah. And so where else can you do that? I mean, there's very few uh, industries out there where you can do that. So yeah, dig in, stay there. I lived through the crash of 2008. I was around during that time. And I will tell you that if you feel like you're a small fish in a big pond after COVID, if you can stick it out, if you can get the right training, if you can develop those relationships, you will become the big fish in a small pond. 
Yeah. Yeah. They'll self-select out. People will. And okay, that's good. And you know, and Mm -hmm. I think because we're talking about that too, is the other thing is because there's self, others are self-selecting out. That means the pool of real estate agents and financial planners is wide open. You know, they're being orphaned by their lender. So you need, yeah, get in there and adopt them Mm -hmm. back into the world, you know, so that when they, they come out of their hibernation, you know, you're ready and prepared and can provide them with something totally new. Well, again, it's a pleasure having you on the show, Deanne. Thank you so much for joining us. And we appreciate all of the insight that you've provided to us. And what is the best way for someone to reach out to you if they wanted to say, hey, I want to talk to you, you know, you said something about this and I don't really understand what if what what is a good way for them to reach out and by the way we have investors on this call on listening in and we also have real estate agents so if you want to work with Deanne how do we catch how do we reach out to you well if you haven't scanned my QR code yet you can scan that or I will give you both my email and my phone number my direct phone number is area code 405 824-8320. Or you can email me at D Harper, just the letter D H A R P E R at interestlending.com. Yeah, I love it. Love it. And we'll have those links in here as well. Um, so that everyone can can reach out to you. And again, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today, Deanne. We appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. So again, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate when you take time out of your day. Think about what you could put into action, what Deanne has mentioned, whether it's putting your business plan together, thinking about the events you want to put together, going through your entire community and figuring out who you want to work with next year and contacting them and touching base with them and making sure that you're nurturing your entire community and tribe during this time of the year. So think about all the things that you could be doing now so that you are not hibernating during this um, this time of year, but rather you are creating some hyper-focus Um, That is number one. Number two, please don't forget to go to YouTube and click on the subscribe button so that we can get more and more subscriptions and have more opportunities to meet more people so that we can bring them on here. And last but not least, please give us a great five-star rating and make a little, or put a little comment in there about Deanne, how much you loved listening to what she um, had to say and what she had to share with you because we love that feedback. And that said, um, if you want to get into our Mortgage Lending Mastery Facebook group, please be sure to go follow that link that we have in here and become part of our community. We have something really, really very special coming out January 1st for that community. So you want to get in before December 31st in order to take advantage of what we have coming out next year. So with that said, I will catch you on the next episode of Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets, fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. 
Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.